Well, the threat was real. Ian the murderer was going to send his even more vicious cousins over to the nocturnal village if we didn't mow the lawn. Ian the murderer was a pretty good landlord, but he was passionate about a neatly cut lawn. He had sort of figured out that we should get off our unemployed recession receiving asses and cut the lawn after Roger Coldine went missing for several days attempting to do his one million push-ups in the backyard. We finally located him in the vast uncut forest lawn where his screams alerted us to the fact that he was dehydrated and screaming in agony as two brown snakes had bitten into his eyeballs and yet he continued to attend to his majestic goal of getting the million push-ups mark while slowly groaning, easy greasy, easy greasy. After three weeks, we finally convicted Rabbit the Hate Yabby to steal lawnmower from his workplace. Keith Rankin was the next person to attempt the lawn mowing job, although he barely lasted half an hour. Next to try was the inventor. His attempt lasted about three minutes. His body shock and heart attack symptoms made him throw in the towel. Percy Honky fared no better, collapsing in utter exhaustion after 15 minutes of pushing. In exasperation, I finally decided to show these pimple poppers how to do some real work. However, the great white Labrador himself could barely last 12 minutes. Not even 12 minutes. Our two minute noodle powdered systems and nocturnal activities had rendered us unfit for Babylonian scumbags. Excuse me, I'm eating something. Finally, we stole the goat from Buridara SPCA. Took the wire cutters up, snip snip, rolled it back, got the goat, um, put it in the shopping trolley, tied it down, tied the shopping trolley to the back of the car. That wasn't working, so mate had to tow it. And his tow, tow truck bombed out, so he had to get a full truck or semi. And, um, just took it home, but um, the issue of complete unfitness remained. We needed to get fit fast, but gyms weren't any good for a tough guy. Squizzy Taylor era of boxers, but the yuppies wearing leotards and money moustaches. Look, if the nocturnal villager was going to get fit, we needed to create our own gym, a gym for the nocturnal nighthawks and surface with the alien. However, our usual promise arose, problems arose, I mean. No money. You see, holds it back, no money, oh, and no motivation. Location was even more scarce. One night, Bob Beatty returned from his night, right bedroom, nightly bedroom window checking mission and told us about the old underground toilet in the median strip at Box Seal. Eureka Stockade, I yelled. That's right. A, a real cry of excitement. How, uh, well, we got to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we transformed this horrendous bunker of urination into a muscle-building miracle gym. With no equipment, we had to improvise. We had to make it work with what we had and make do. What we did have, however, was the utter stupendous genius 
of the great white hunter of the east. Within minutes, I devised an incredibly powerful exercise circuit that we would that would build the body while destroying the soul. You know, uh, there's always a cost, isn't there? First one had to fight their way through the cyclone fencing, which had been plastered over the door to prevent people from entering this condemned space. A brilliant impact workout to start off with. The sheer terror of this activity will build not just muscle, but courage. Next, instead of a punching bag, we had a punching urinal. Any committed to fitness freak could pound away at the iron urinal until they bleed hero's blood, building up not only their core strength, but their core hatred. Then came the silk bucket. The sexy Soviet-style bodybuilding hunks could swing in the wet mop, swing it around their heads, screaming like a Turkish whirling dervish as their rippling muscles emerged from where formal fat once sat. Finally, the power pumping pinnacle of our gym, however, hid behind the cubicle door. The committed muscle constructor would find the one and only Bob Beatty crouching in a corner of the toilet with a knife and a brain running on gravel and amphetamines. Nothing builds massive fitness muscles and sheer power like fighting for your life against one of Victoria's sleaziest maggots in an abandoned underground urinal. This was a gym for winners, but winners who also happened to be losers. Those who'd been kicked out of the 90s yuppies aerobics asylums could rediscover what real fitness was in our underground convict cabin. All we needed was clients, and with the marketing hat on, Keith Rankin came up with a brilliant name, Muscle Man Labyrinth. With the help of our fists, convinced Keith to dress up as a David Bowie character in Labyrinth. However, with no money, we could only afford to construct a wig and costume out of wet toilet paper. But he looked all right for a toilet paper outfit sort of bloke. While we worked out like screaming demons underground, Keith stood in the median strip like a papered Bowie flushed down the loop and approach men in the dark to come down in the Dunnies or Muscle Man Labyrinth. Despite being repeatedly beaten, Keith continued, to, continued on like a trooper, trying to elicit work for our incredible subterranean gym. However, like 90% of my failures in life, I was destroyed by vermin as a tsunami of rats descended upon our underground lair as Steve Stevenson brought in pizza. One day, one day, I swear I'll get through a month without being bitten by a rat. One of these days, I'll rise above it. Farewell from the salty Mega Man. <laughs>